Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Keith Steigert, Uber Reader and Romance Junkie. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. I'm an all-star in my car when I sing. <laughs> Call, I know it. You're with me sometimes. Yes. You know I can belt them out. I know Not you necessarily can. on tune. I know. But I usually know the words. You always know the words. I usually don't know <laughs> the words. And you know what? When we were rock band singers. We're talking about the video game. Talking about the video game. Because oh. when our boy, <laughs> we rocked it on rock bands. Because when our boys were young, Dylan had rock band, and so I got the drum set. The you know, Tyler was good on the drums. He was. Holy Ty- shit! Tyler played played the drums. Dylan played the guitar, and we sang, and we nice. rocked our worlds. And it's not just because we both sucked at the instruments, or at least I did. I know I tried to do the drums one time. Oh my god, I killed it. And I don't mean that in a good way. Yeah, I, I did the drums a little bit. I wasn't very good at that. I was terrible at the guitar. But I was better with the guitar than I was the drums, but not by much. The singing was kind of hard in that because even if you're a good, a good or semi-good singer, it's really hard to do rock band because you have to scream it. And you have to match the notes. And it's not just matching the notes. You have to match the notes the way the original and, people did it and if they're right. guys you can't do it like right. um like i'm a creep <clears throat> i used to love to sing that one but it's so low yeah that by the end of it i'm like i'm a loser which song was it <laughs> creep <laughs> uh, i'm a widow <laughs> what the hell am i doing here i don't belong here I don't belong yeah. here. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> you want me to keep going? No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. No, I think I think we're done here, Bonnie. <laughs> Told you I was a rock star. So much that you guys can't take the awesomeness that is me. You are so That is awesome. true. Keith. You are so shite. You're shining so bright. It's blinding me. It's you almost like stop. almost like there's fat coming out of my pores. <laughs> we just talked about that last podcast. We're last time tra- podcast. Yeah, yes. we're time traveling, by the way. We're doing these back-to-back episodes so that I don't have to edit when we go to Colorado. That's the whole point of this experiment. Because Martha wants to have fun. (laughs) Yes. I don't want to have to take time off to go edit you bitches when I'm supposed to be having a good time. Speaking of pains in the ass, Keith, I tried those extra long boy pants. (laughs) Wait, what did you try? I tried those those longer uh, uh, boy pants underwear. They were a pain in your ass? Well, they weren't a pain in my ass, but they were a pain in my thigh. I, I didn't like feeling it on my thighs all day underneath my jeans. Ah, uh, because they were too long. Because they were so long, it felt like I was wearing like biker shorts underneath them or something. So I'll have to stay with my shorter ones that like to ride up on my ass cheeks. That feels much better. She wants, you see she wants her ass cheeks to be cupped in just a certain way. Right. Mm. Exactly. That company has a short one too, but yeah. Well, I just bought the long because I already have some short ones. So I think I'm going to go back and just order some shorts. What company was it? Is it Tomboy? Uh, I don't know. B2B? Yeah, we put it on. Dude, they don't sell them anymore except on Amazon. 
Yeah. Well, I there's a, a ton there's a because company I like that, that advertises on Facebook to me all the time. I don't know why they advertise. Are they to the me. period underwear? Because that's no. what they advertise to me all the time. That's what they advertise to me. It's like, bitch, you don't even know my period. Those panties would not stop them, or else it would look like if it did stop them, it looked like I was walking around with a full diaper all day. My now ass would pajamas. be even bigger. Did you see the pajamas? No. I'm like, I don't want to walk around knowing that my pajama bottoms are like soaking like no i know that you have stop, like period people. blood stuck in your underwear and it's like your god i would be afraid like to like cross my legs because i'd be squeezing the blood out okay. and the okay. other thing you know the okay, squelch <laughs> the whole idea of the cup too i'm sorry that is just nasty well, could you imagine like having to, when you, I told you one time, Can it'd be you like imagine a water taking, balloon. Taking that my... thing off and accidentally doing it wrong and getting it all over yourself yeah. and you're at work. Look like my vajayjay was blowing I, bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw, you know, that I'm addicted to TikTok and yeah. I saw this poor woman and she was like, so I put in a diva cup today and then I got my acrylic nails put on. <gasps> They were so long and pointy. And she was like, what the hell do I do now? And the comments were hysterical. People were like, you're, you're going to get to know somebody in your house really intimately today. Oh, <laughs> and my. that's what she ended up like having her sister take it out. And oh. she was like, yeah, we couldn't look at each other after that. Oh, that's so <laughs> not where you want your sister to be. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, I just I don't think I could ever. I, no, I I, and you know what I think about, of course, the last podcast we were talking about, what if the power went out and all that, all like that. But I try not to think about what women went through before. Seriously. You know what I mean? I try mm -hmm. not to think about that because it depresses me to a level that I can't articulate that my ancestors had to go through such hardship. Like getting your period. I mean, you're, you know, in a covered wagon traveling across the United States and you get your period. I mean, well, they although can't it depends on where you lived, because one of my favorite books of all time was called The Red Tent. And it was like about like it's loosely based on joseph and jacob like from biblical times and stuff and all the women would just sit and that's why it's called the red tent they would sit in a tent because they would all get their monthlies at the same time and they would just sit in a tent and not do anything they wouldn't work they would just sit there and like take care of themselves and hang out and gossip and shit and i was like okay i could get behind that i kind of wish we could do that now because right? sometimes I just don't feel like doing shit. If, yeah. If get but my, no, you know, I'm not crossing the Oregon curves. Trail with my period. Well, can you imagine, though? I mean, what are you going to do? You're in a covered Dude, wagon. You have sucks. a very limited space. You got a bunch of kids around you. The mm -hmm. only place to go to the bathroom is in the out in the sagebrush. There's no cover. Well, they had um, they had red underskirts that they wore during that time of the month. Yeah, and you got to remember too that they wore and everybody knows layers and layers and layers upon layers. So, and your skirts went all the way to the ground. What so, I'm thinking is that do you just not wash that shit out? Like, well, I imagine they washed it out, but but I mean, and yeah. and think about it. That way, if it's a hundred degrees, you've got no air conditioning. 
your unhappiness. Yeah, I mean, think about how awful that must have been. Listen, I just made a joke about it. You don't have to go like full on serious, <laughs> bring the whole I'm... room down kind of shit. All right, the women were like hardier back then. I would never survive, okay? If I had my period and no air conditioning, the world would end. <laughs> I wasn't honestly. I am like the biggest freaking jerk because I think about things just like I think about when somebody needed to get a big message across. Like if um, if something was canceled because of snow, how did we used to do that before there was email and texting and they run it? Oh, they run it down at the bottom of the screen on the TV. You remember watching the how news did they when do you it were before little? TV? We're talking radio, radio before radio. Before radio, they didn't stop anything for the snow. They just plowed right through it. If you could get through it, then you're going to be at yeah. school. They didn't yeah. close it down. I mean, Accurate. I've watched Little House in the Prairie. They didn't close yeah. anything down when it snowed. No, that's true. When I wanted to know something, I had this set of Encyclopedia Britannicas. And if that shit wasn't in there, then I just didn't find out. Yep. I can't tell you how often I think of a weird question. And I'm like, okay, I need to know the answer to that right this moment, Google. Right. But before you couldn't, you had to go wait. Well, I didn't I have encycl- think I could go back. encyclopedias at home. Well, I had to I wait spe- until I went to the library. I specifically Dewey Decimal. remember yeah. trying to write that goddamn book, which I never did publish, but <laughs> trying to write that book. And I would I would come up with an idea for using like there was one specific time where I was thinking, gee, I could kind of tie in some mythology to this. And I went to, and I was looking for something specific and I went to the library and they didn't have anything on that subject. Yeah. And then I got online and I had to order a book on it. But you actually had online. Back but there then. was only one book. Hmm. So I couldn't get detailed mythological information to my satisfaction to use the thing I wanted to use. And now if I Google it, it's all over right. the place. It's, it's right there. And now I could conceivably use the idea that I had back then that I had such trouble with. But we're right? all mature individuals. Do you remember when they first came up with the internet? When it was oh, first yeah. a thing? Mm-hmm. Because we had a computer way before the internet was a thing. Yes. That basically, we just like played games on. Oregon Trail, well, we baby. We used it for, we used ours for, well, I shouldn't say we, because I didn't have one. Ron had one, and he used it for all of his spreadsheets yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You could do like spreadsheets and stuff. And or it was you a could, gadget, and he's an engineer. So you could play Oregon Trail, or we had a swashbuckler game that was really fun. You cut I had an Apple IIe. I don't even remember what ours was called. I just know. And it had, did you have the um, cassette tape? To load games in? I did. Yep. Floppy disks. Kids don't even know what the hell yeah, those yeah, are anymore. Disks. I remember yep. when floppy disks uh, were a thing. When I took computer programming, it's so different than what it is now. Oh, when yeah. Because I, I like, took that in school. and I, I learned basic. <laughs> wrote a program to make a guy walk across the screen and for a, t- for a clock to actually keep time. Those were my... Well, I did not get to take computer programming because there were only four computers in our school at that time and only the smartest kids got to take that class and guess who oh, was not... Oh, that's bullshit. And guess who was not in that class? Me. Oh. I think I could make an argument for the fact that the smart kids don't need the fucking computer. Right? They can do it in their heads. Well, that's what I thought too, but you weren't, <laughs> you weren't even offered that option if you were not in calculus. 
Typing yeah. class, you actually oh. use real typewriters. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. I got a D in typing, but I rock at it now, so. See, I always got, I always did really good in typing, my but aunt, I still never could type very much. My aunt was really, really, like, her big thing still is, is ancestry stuff. Yeah. She lives in Florida, and to research that stuff, she would have to go to the courthouse. Yes. So she would come up to Pennsylvania. I remember one of the times I've seen her was she came up to Pennsylvania because our relatives were from Lancaster and she went and she had to actually like get out the big books and write things down. Now you push a freaking button and yeah. ancestry.com tells you everything. I feel kind of bad for her. My mom would write letters to strangers <clears throat> asking information. She kept all the letters that she wrote to different people to find out if they were related. Sometimes That's they cool. wouldn't answer. I mean, she really did the hard work of finding out all of that information sometimes it was a dead end now we could spit in a cup and find out all sorts of crap right exactly find out exactly what your dna and thing you know i have a bunch of relatives in pennsylvania too as do i how weird would it be if we're all like related some some form some, some, that some. would be some, wouldn't it be some? cool that if we were cool. like eighth cousins or something <laughs> 13 times you know removed. it's funny my <laughs> sister she she was talking with a neighbor and it was that same kind of thing. She was talking to her neighbor and she was like, yeah, my father's from Connellsville. And she was, and the girl was like, oh yeah, my my uh, grandfather was from, and they found out they were like second cousins, like oh through my all gosh. this crap. Like, yeah. That's so that kind of stuff, I guess, happens all the time. That's the same like, kind of conversation I had with the guy that I was dating when I found out he was ew, my cousin. Ew. Yeah. It's no, like, it what, you're related happened. to, you're related to who? Wait. That's my aunt. <laughs> no, this can't happen. Oh, dear God. <laughs> yeah. Actually, not aunt, but grandma's aunt. How diluted was the blood? <laughs> I think it was like fourth or fifth. So it no, wasn't she like, wants no, to I know mean, if you did him. How far did your dating get? Oh, not that far. I was only okay, cool. I was only 15 at the time. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Although, Maybe, I don't know. Nowadays. <laughs> well. 15. Maybe second base. Over the clothes action only. <laughs> All right. Do they still Good. make you get a blood test before yeah, you, they they, do. you get married? Yeah. No, actually, like... they don't. What? Yeah, because what? I know somebody who just got married like a week ago and they didn't have to do blood tests. That's weird. I feel like they should be going further. Like, I feel like you should have to do a DNA test soon because with all the sperm banks and like egg donation, <gasps> how do you know you're not related to people? Yeah, I was mm. shocked, but it's you can cut this part out uh kaylee's mom and stepdad actually just got married because they needed to be married for some kind of mortgage form or whatever and they weren't actually married they were just common law and so they called tyler and oh that's right because that happened at, at work the other day yeah and had tyler drive down to be their witness and they went to the courthouse got a got a marriage license maybe and got because married. of their age i yeah, was wondering but, that too because I told you all that DNA stuff fascinates me. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. I love watching documentaries about the DNA stuff. Okay. All the tribe keep texting me about how they went to Barnes and Noble today. They're pissing me off. Because we're on that. So we have this big, long, this, this big group for the reading rivalry thing. Yeah. Can I just explain how very rarely anybody talks about the reading rivalry thing? Oh my God, during the Olympics, holy shit. <laughs> That's the hard part, you know, because 
when you're making friends with people, then you automatically include other parts of your life. Yeah. And it would be like me sitting here talking constantly about rocks. You guys would would not be into that. No. But thank you for realizing that. Well, realizing that people are not interested in hearing about, you know, your fucking... Well, some people are just sharers. Like, there's a lot of stuff I don't tell many people. And I've noticed, I think it's getting worse with each generation. Because, like, my daughter will just go up and tell anybody, like, all her mental illnesses. And I'm like, okay, that's great, honey. I don't know that you need to tell the postman about like your depression and anxiety <laughs> issues. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, <laughs> it, what? It is a generation thing. Cause my son doesn't get embarrassed about anything. Like we were talking about periods earlier. Mm-hmm. Now, Tyler is totally okay with talking period talk and he doesn't yeah. shy away from any of it. If I would have walked up to anyone else when I was his age and started talking about my period, I would have been devastated. They would have been devastated and we wouldn't have talked to each, each other. Like that one chick with the acrylic nails and her sisters. Like I can't talk yeah. to you for at least a week. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. don't make eye contact. Mr. Keith doesn't want to know any of that shit. Like he's like, please don't involve me in. Yeah, but Tyler, like, and he doesn't care to share. Like, if um, like say, Kaylee was supposed to come over one day, and he'll be like, oh no, she she wasn't gonna come over because she's having cramps real bad. She just started her period, and the first day is always the worst. So I would be so embarrassed if somebody told somebody else the reason why i didn't come to their house is because i was having menstrual cramps you know what i was thinking about a related subject i was thinking about well i hate to say the reason i was thinking about it but one of our neighbors um her husband died but this happened like two days ago i think and because he was so young it really got me to thinking about the legacy we leave and guess what guys this is my legacy. We talk more freely oh, on sorry. here than <laughs> exactly. I talk to anybody else. My child is going to have this <laughs> to remember, to you remember by. me by if I get hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mom was into penis. Yep. <laughs> Let me see if I can find that fancy vibrator she's got. Right. Oh, pass that along as a family heirloom. Well, it might be good if he hears about that on the podcast <laughs> instead of just coming by it when he's going through your stuff. Like, whoa. What the hell is this? <laughs> you guys all know me so much better than you ever would have previously because of this podcast. Right. That is very true. I don't think I have a single secret from you people. I mean, I don't I, think I, I have many. I know how bad it is because uh, one of uh, one of the girls on our tribe was she's put a meme up there about rocks and i'm like oh my gosh they know me they really know me it's like they know <laughs> my soul sharing rock memes oh my god <laughs> it's oh, just rock. so fucking cool you guys i don't <laughs> mind leaving my legacy to you but i'm not sure how i feel about my husband hearing all of this <laughs> we do talk about him quite a bit yeah well we do hey it's on the internet it's gonna be on there for a long <laughs> time oh my god that's true Poor this is the Abba. legacy we are leaving our family girls and then someday it'll get turned into his historical fiction book uh. for future podcasters to read and review and 
Vonnie. Vonnie will read it. Vonnie will, Vonnie's no, ancestors, Vonnie's ancestors, will, read ancestors it. will read it and review it. Yeah. <laughs> but what kind of historical fiction will it be? Is it going to be throw the baby in the river kind of stuff? Or Well, if, if you like it then it would be or hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy kind of stuff because i'm thinking we're more like hitchhikers yeah yeah mm-hmm. with the, without the level the, of we bizarre in in us is... without the translation fish swimming in our ears babble fish yeah babble fish he's okay let's move on should we move on i don't want just... to think about my own death okay death. can we think about someone else's death did anybody read about death well, yeah. When of do course. I not read about yeah, death? That's true. Okay, good transition, oh. Bonnie. Good transition. But this week, I picked this because because when you're at the beach and e-readers are a little bit hard to read in the sun sometimes. So an actual book is a good choice for a beach read. And this is one that I read the actual book uh, multiple times. Right. Solid in my hand, page by page. Angry because my lunch hour was over. Read. <laughs> And it's also one that I've reviewed on the podcast before, but it was like the first year. It was, But it was a super long time ago. So a lot of people might not remember this. And we have more listeners now. So I want to share one of my very favorite books and has been for a very long time. It's called Odd Thomas by Dean Kuntz. And this is um, a whole series of books. And yes, I have read the whole series. And yes, I love every single one of them just as much as the first one. Well, okay, not maybe not as much. Not <laughs> every first, single book can yeah. be. The first one was pretty dang good. I read yes. it too, so. Yes. And um, let me tell you about Odd Thomas, because this actually is written, it's fiction, but he's writing it like a memoir to his life. And the reason why he's writing it as a memoir to his life is because one of his very best friends is a 350-pound author with a very ornery yellow cat who he talks about a lot who likes to pee on his shoes. So, <laughs> Isn't your cat yellow, Keith? Do you have a yellow cat? I do have a big, fat orange one. Yeah, yeah. orange. Yeah. Well, orange, orange yeah. Yellow, Not yellow, whatever. orange, you know. A tabby. Yeah. You know. But Aunt Thomas, beside having a very strange name he also has a sixth sense where he can see dead people and usually the dead people that he sees are lingering because they have died traumatically and he helps solve their murders and make sure that their murderers are brought to justice by the ghost leading him or his natural magnetism for death and murder leads him to the person who committed the crime. So he's got that going on. Other than that, his life is pretty simple. He's a fry cook, lives in a very small town in the Mojave Desert. And he's not a very dramatic soul. He's very dry. His humor is very dry. He's very monotone. And I just, I like that. I love the tone of this book. It just, it sucks me in. And I want to know more about Odd Thomas and all of his adventures with dead people. So the first book starts out with one of his formerly living aberrations. <laughs> his pre-alive. 
pre-alive vision. <laughs> and it's a little girl, Penny, who's like, I think they say she's 12, who comes to him and she's been murdered. And so very, very, very quickly in the book, you start to understand how very strange his life is, how very odd, if you can say that, since that's no. his name, his life is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so he helps bring Penny's murderer to justice and all of this before his shift at the diner. And then he goes to work and he meets another man who just automatically makes his hair stand on end. And another thing that he can see, which is a like a prelude to a horrific event that's going to happen, is like slinky black figures that he calls, calls Bodox. And he starts to see Bodox in the diner around this guy who's given him the willy jillies. So, of course, what does Odd Thomas do when he gets off work? He goes to find this weird creep that he has seen because he wants to know more about him. And so he goes to his house and researches and kind of get clues that something big is going to go down. The guy has an infatuation with serial killers, so you can tell what kind of guy he is. And um, hey, wait a second, Megan has a <laughs> Megan has an obsession infatuation with serial killers. I wonder what her house looks like. I wonder what her drawers look like. Well, Megan, I don't want to get dun, into dun. her freezer if she's anything <laughs> like Fungus Man, who's in this book. This who he, he refers him to, Fungus Man. That's another thing I think I like about him is he has nicknames for people like Fungus Man. That's not his real name, obviously, but he reminds him of a of a fungus like his hair is like weirdly fungusy. So he calls him Fungus Man and, you know, goes and breaks into his house and stalks him and everything else. And all before (laughs) his date with his soulmate named Stormy Llewellyn, who is also a great character. He describes her as a goth gidget and... It's a very simple romance. This definitely is not a romance book, but you can tell that they were, you know, sweethearts in high school. Ever since middle school, they've been an item. Very uncomplicated kind of love. So this, the whole book is basically, and this is basically what all of his books are, is there's some big horrific event going to happen, and it's him using his sixth sense and his murder magnetism to find out what's happening and to stop it before a lot of people die. And it's supposed to be some huge event. Right. right? Like, and it can even be like, he, he talks about in the book, like it can even be natural in nature, like um, an earthquake or a big fire or something like that also. I love these books because of the tone of the book. I love Odd Thomas as a character. I mean, I want to meet him in real life, which I don't know if he really, I mean, it's fiction. He doesn't really exist, but it makes it seem like he's he on your exist. laminated card, he, Bonnie. He would be on my laminated card, but only to cuddle. He's younger too. Only to cuddle? Oh, only to cuddle because I don't want to take him away from Stormy. That's his true love. Yeah, that's true. This would be a great book because when you start reading it, you're just, it's kind of like the Ken Follick books that I read. You're just kind of... You're, oh, dear God. You're sucked into... No, it's not throw a baby into the okay. river 
kind of you know that bonnie bonnie is an enigma she really is because she doesn't like stuff that's not real but she loves ghosts i know i but ghosts are real depending on who you ask (laughs) ghosts are real man there's lingering dead they just don't want to talk to me because i'm a shit person but odd thomas is not (laughs) not true and I just, I love Odd Thomas's character. I really do. I can't even describe the amount of love that I have for him. Is that, is that weepy? Is that sickeningly? No. I can't even describe how much I like this character because it's one of those books that I get sucked in and I can't stop reading it. It's like time stands still when I'm reading it. It's like putting on a really comfortable pair of jeans. Yes. Mm-hmm. When you have a book that you return to again and again. And I have returned to this book. Yes, you have. A, a lot. I've read this book a lot through the years. And every time I read it, I love it just as much as the first time. Because it's just... And that's what you need for a beach read. You need something that's just going to suck you in so that you can't even fathom how unbelievably hot it is. And it takes... <laughs> place in the mojave desert so it's hotter in the book than it is no matter where you are unless you're in the mojave desert but that's what i like in a beach read is something that's just gonna take my mind off of everything around me and just all i can concentrate on is the story and then i'm gonna be angry when i have to quit reading because that's just where i want to be i want to be in what is it pico mungo or whatever town i think it's pico odd thomas land I want to be his best friend. I really do. And not because I'm dead and a ghost. That would be sad. But I want to be his best friend in life, too. So I would say that everybody should read this book because it's totally awesome. And I've loved this book ever since I was a teenager. So it's not even just an age thing because, you know, you like different books when you're a teenager than when you're an adult. This book is good for all ages. Well... Maybe not too young. There is. It might be a little scary for some people. It's a little dark and they do talk about sex a little bit. So because mm. one of the ghosts that he sees is a dead whore. Whore in the corner. The whore. The, I'm sorry. A dead sex worker. Sorry, <laughs> Rachel. Say, uh-oh. Sorry, Rachel. <laughs> she was a hooker. A hooker. Sex worker. sex worker. But yeah. And it's not even just Odd Thomas's character. I love all of the characters in this book. I don't know why. They just all are genuine to me. Like they, they all are flawed in such a realistic way that there could actually, this town could exist. There mm-hmm. could be a god awful amount of ghosts that come and see Odd Thomas with horrific events that happen in this little town that we don't even know because it doesn't make the news. It could happen. Okay, maybe maybe I'm just wishful thinking. But again, that was called Odd Thomas by Dean Koontz. I want everyone to read this and tell me what you think, because I will totally have a discussion with you about Odd Thomas. But if you hate it, keep your pie holes shut because she's... Well, (laughs) if you hate it, I want to know why you hated it so that I can argue why you should love it. (laughs) Because I'm always right. One of the few books that Mr. Keith and I have agreed upon both loving is Odd Thomas. Really? Yeah. I I didn't know that there were more, though. And he educated me. And then I was like, I don't know. I don't know that I can read anymore. He's read them all. His mother has read them all. They're huge fans of that series. I love it. But I was I was so sad that I was like, 
and I'm done. Did it not? And you can cut this part up, but did it not yeah. shock you at the end? Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dude, you've never seen me cry so hard. I almost <laughs> cried. I mean, I welted up a little bit and I never cry at books. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Because exactly as you described it, it was like, I've never wanted, I've never loved two people together as much as this couple. As like, Stormy and They're my ship forever. Yeah. And they're a relationship that everybody wants to have. Yes. Yeah. Where it's just Holy so shit, was I pissed. Simple and sweet. <laughs> and just, I mean, you just want to like put them up on a shelf because they're so adorable. It is, it is the pedestal relationship that everyone should have, that everyone aspires to. And, yes. nev and, and never achieves. Right. Except for Odd and Stormy. Except for what? Odd, Odd and Stormy. Stormy. Oh. Because that's his name and her Odd name. Thomas yes. and Stormy Ruellen. I thought you were Ruellen. saying it, the name of another Ruellen. book, and I was like, no. wait, what book? No, but I have read all of these, and I, of course, you know, at the last one, are you going to read all of them? Because I'm going to totally give you a spoiler. No, don't spoil it. Maybe I'll read them. Okay. Especially if <laughs> Keith is such a fan. Maybe she'll need to. Well, if you read all of them, I will buy Audible again just so that I can download them because there's only the first three is all that the library carries. How many are there? You the are hell? destined to be together forever. So that must be Stormy and Odd when they were in middle school. I haven't read that one, but they have Odd Thomas Forever Odd, Brother Odd, Odd Hours, Odd Interlude, Odd Apocalypse, Deeply Odd, and St. Odd. See, there, shit. there are more that we haven't read yet. I think I've read them all. What except for the me? prequel. Because I would read this on the beach. I would read it on the beach. I would read it in a car. I would read it I in a box. I would read that. it in a box. I would read it in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I it might will. be a little dark in a bar. I'd have to no. bring my, my light. Flashlight. I guess I don't light. have to take notes on my book. Uh -huh. Pull out your book light. Let it shine wherever you go. <laughs> uh, I think we just Sorry. got a Vaughn original just now. Uh, Actually, it should be pull out your book you light your... so you can read wherever you go. Did you do your title and artist again? Yes. Okay. She did. Ah, uh, Thomas. Dean Koontz, Odd Thomas Dean Koontz. Okay, Keith. <laughs> well, I read my favorite last week. <laughs> I know or you no. did. I know the you did. The podcast before the one. But, you know, but we so had I to pull my second Because we had to pull a bunch of stuff out of our ass so I didn't have to edit the weekend of the... I was like, damn it. Sorry. <laughs> I had waited like two more weeks, so it would have been golden. But no, I picked my, I picked like my second favorite, but it happens to be by the same author. So oh. I guess you can see how I work now. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, I do the same thing. What's that? You get one that you like by an author and you have to read something else by him. Right. But this is, this is exactly what you guys were saying. Like, this is not my pair of jeans. This is my taking off the bra at the end of the day and putting on the sweatpants and the really comfy sweatshirt book. That you've worn so many that they're kind of threadbare. Yes, yeah, so that you've worn so many times that they're super soft mm -hmm. from like... So the book I am reviewing is Agnes and the Hitman by Jennifer Cruzy and Bob Mayer. 
I just love the title, by the way. <laughs> Agnes and the Hitman. <laughs> oh, Agnes. So this book starts with our friend Agnes, and she, everything is going pretty well in her life. She lives in South Carolina in like a, she lives off of a couple of rivers, um, and she has one of those nice big plantation-like houses and she just recently bought it from this from this woman that lived in town. Um, so she's got this new house. She has a fiance uh, who is this amazing chef. She is a really good cook, and she does a she's like a food columnist. So she they call her Cranky Agnes in the in the food column. That's her pen name. And so she just writes funny things about food, and she's an amazing cook. So this weekend, she has all this stuff going on. She's having a wedding at her home with uh, for her goddaughter, who she's very close to. And so she's at the kitchen kind of cooking, doing some prep work for the wedding and thinking about how everything's going pretty well. And then a guy comes into the kitchen with a gun and says, give me your dog. And she has this awesome basset hound named Rhett. And she's like, um, no, you cannot have the dog. <laughs> so she hits him with a frying pan because that's what go. she has in her hand at the time. What's that? Way to go. Don't take the dog. You can't have him. That's right. Jennifer Cruzy was the one who came up with the frying pan as the perfect um, weapon, not Rapunzel's Disney. When that, was that written, though? A while ago. In the original when is Rapunzel. a while ago? Because Terry Pratchett has a frying pan as a weapon uh, well, not that long ago probably so maybe she was inspired by him let's see when was this written why do you have to ruin everything with your so, terry yeah. pratchett because terry pratchett is the king did i just okay, not tell you about ever. dean Koontz? and how could you say that about ken follett huh <laughs> you said he's the king i'm like no God, she's so touchy all right jennifer cruzy can be the queen right yeah she can be the queen because we're gonna Thank duke you. it out over the king terry maybe Pratchett's there's a bunch not of my kings. king he's my king oh, God not damn. my king no <laughs> go ahead sorry we didn't mean to interrupt your review with our bickering it's all right okay so gunman comes in wants the dog she hits him in the head with a frying pan and then he comes after her again and she hits him again and he falls backward into the kitchen and he falls through a hole in the like a, a so there's a door in the kitchen like a doorway and it's been plastered over like it almost he falls like a, through it and there's a basement in the house that nobody ever she never knew existed huh. and there are no stairs to the basement so he just falls down and he dies oh so she just closes the door and like we'll, we'll just let that we'll we'll put some scent beads in there later <laughs> <laughs> I seriously was thinking that the whole time when I reread it. Oh I was like, oh, we need set beats. <laughs> need to get on Amazon and order me some more. <laughs> so this dude comes and he just wants her dog. And she's like, what is my life? Where did this guy come from? And now he's dead in a basement I didn't know existed. So she is pretty good friends with this ex-mafia guy named Joey. And she calls Joey and she's like, what the heck? There's like this dead dude in my house. And she has an anger problem. So she's been engaged 
other times before. And each fiance she's had, she's caught them on flongrante or however you say that in the act. And each time, guess what she's done? Hit him with a frying pan. Uh huh. Oh. So she like this would be her third strike with a frying pan. <laughs> Agnes is already getting court order therapy from oh. a doctor who she constantly hears in her head as she's doing all these bad things. So she's having a fake conversation with her psychiatrist as she's like hitting people in the head with her frying pan. And he's like, don't swear, Agnes. She's like, oh, fuck you, doctor. <laughs> for better so, or for worse, the psychiatrist is the voice I hear in my head. So she calls her ex-mafia friend to come over and he can't get there. So he calls his nephew, whose name is Shane. Shane comes over and he is taking care of Agnes and watching over her. And you get that Joey's not telling us the exact right story. Like he just kind of is sketchy when he talks to his nephew, Shane, but he's like, you got to go over and watch over my little Agnes. She's my friend. I really like her. She needs to not have anything bad to happen to her. What he fails to mention to Agnes when he says I'm sending over this guy is that Shane is a professional hitman. <laughs> and in the meantime, there's just all sorts of, you know, when a book is just so crazy that it just starts getting like off the rails, insane and all this. I mean, this is not like a realistic a piece of fiction. It's a parody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of the reviews it gets are like, okay, this like went off the rails into crazy town. That's what I like. I like these books where all these shenanigans and ridiculous things happen. That is my happy place. And this is full of them. It's like, it's one of those caper movies where everything goes wrong. Uh. So basically she has this house, but she has an agreement with the woman she bought it from that um, she will have the wedding there and she'll get three months off the mortgage. If she doesn't have the wedding there, the woman gets the house back. Dang. So suddenly all this stuff starts happening with the wedding. So like there are seven days until the wedding and the florist cancels, the bake, the bakery won't make the wedding cake. And every, every morning, like the, the priest calls and asks some ridiculous question. And she has to like, be like, no, yeah, it, it's fine. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that my goddaughter like believes in God. Like, I mean, he asks the most ridiculous things and everybody associated with the wedding just starts, you get the idea that nobody wants this wedding to happen. And it just piles on and on and on. And the cast of characters are ridiculous because we've got mafia bosses and ex-mafia princesses and like evil mother-in-law bitches and i mean it's a wedding so of course you have all that crap anyway you have a groomsman who is a practical joker and for some reason um he has a flamingo sent over <laughs> then starts wailing and making this awful sound and they do like a google search and it turns out flamingos can't 
be alone. They always travel in flocks. So, so the flamingo separation anxiety. Press flamingo. Exactly. So what does he do? He brings another fucking flamingo. (laughs) Now she has two flamingos. I mean, it's just shit like that. It's just so there's. You know what this book kind of reminds me of is like the movie Mm -hmm. Father of the Bride. Have you seen that movie where it's like things start going wrong and it just snowballs and all these other things go wrong and then more things go wrong. So imagine that. And everybody, like, you've got all these wise guy kind of characters. But you're also in the South, so you've got these Southern Bells who are being evil bitches, but saying, oh, but bless your heart. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it is ridiculous. It is over-the-top crazy. All all of these crazy things happen. And, of course, there's a love story. Oh my gosh, it's just the most fun. I mean, I could read it over and over and over again. I love it. And that was Agnes and the Hitman by Jennifer Cruzy and Bob Mayer. Awesome. You know, you really need a book that you can read over and over for the summer months because sometimes you just need something that's fun and that you need a break. It gives your mind a chance to just rest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to review a book that I read over again, but as you guys are sitting here talking about Uh your favorites and comfortable pair of jeans and the frying pan. And all of a sudden I just had to go back to Pratchett land. I was waiting. She went back to Pratchett land. How is she not going to do Pratchett? No, that's not why it's, it's because you guys both chose such iconic favorites. I know. And we know you love Pratchett. So I'm sitting here thinking, Oh, she wants to be stuck in the middle with Pratchett. Yeah. Well, he's dead. So there's that. <laughs> I could hook you up yeah. with Dot Thomas so yeah. you could talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll need some odor beads to put on the body because yuck. Honestly, you guys know this about me. I've, I've already told you that every night when I go to sleep, I re-listen to another Terry Pratchett. I just go through the series again and again. It puts me to sleep every night. Because you set your sleep timer for it. I set my sleep timer because I'm not going to miss anything. And it helps to put me to sleep. It's just the soothing thing that I do. It's your comfort thing. It's my comfort thing. It's like like your blankie. My blankie, my pacifier, and my pratchet. Actually, I did reread The Fireman by Joe Hill, and I was going to talk about that. Oh, that one was a good book. It was a good book. But it wasn't my favorite book, like every single Terry Pratchett novel. But I'm going to choose this one because of the frying pan. Yay, frying pan. Yes. So I chose The We Free Men by Terry Pratchett, which is actually number 30 in the Discworld universe, but the first Tiffany Aching novel. Tiffany Aching is a very young girl. She's probably, you know, I can't remember... I want to say she's 10 or 11. She's pretty young. And she has a baby brother that she's often tasked with taking care of. The thing about Tiffany is she's already pretty proficient in cheese making. And so they've sort of, she lives on a farm. And so her, since her grandmother died, she's sort of been in charge of the cheese and taking care of her brother well one day she's tasked with taking care of him and and she's down by the creek one day and she notices something unusual 
on the water in the creek. And before she knows it, this weird monster comes out of the creek and tries to get her little brother. Well, he's like, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, maybe two years old. So pretty young. Yeah, pretty, pretty young. In order to get him to do anything, she offers him sweeties. But oddly enough, she's got a frying pan with her. At the creek? At the creek. I don't remember why yeah. in the hell she's carrying a frying pan, but she beats they rock. she beats the monster over the head with a frying pan. Well, for those of you who know a lot about fairies, you will know you will know that they do not like iron, right? Yep. So that was actually a really great weapon to use. Well, Tiffany's young yet, you know, she doesn't understand how all of these things work, but what she soon becomes aware of is that she is sort of the heir to her granny's mm, position as the witch. Hmm. And she leaves, her granny's always told her to leave milk out for the fairies. And, you know, she soon realizes that she is going to be able to get help from these little blue dudes. Which are the fairies. Which are, well, they're actually called the feagles. And they really love booze, and that's how she bribes them. With Granny's sheep liniment, is what she calls it. It's actually really heavy-duty booze. (laughs) (laughs) It's a moonshine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So she, she learns all kinds of things as she... Well, actually, one day her mom's hollering and yelling, and they can't find her brother. And her brother gets stolen away by the fairies. So then she has to go and rescue him. So she actually has to go into fairyland. And she gets help from the Feagles. It sounds so thin for me to explain it, you know. It, It doesn't sound all that exciting. It almost sounds like a kid's story, which I guess it kind of is. But because it takes place in... Terry Pratchett's Discworld is familiar. Plus, Tiffany is such a great character. There are four different, I think it's four, maybe five different books. And you grow up with Tiffany. You get to see her become the witch that she is. But the reason that I liked this that I like this book so well is it's the beginning. Where Tiffany's just learning about all of these things in her life that she kind of is familiar with, but doesn't really know how everything works. She knows her granny was well-loved by lots of people in their valley, but she doesn't realize that granny was a witch all along. She just remembers her as this cool old lady who takes care of the sheep and chews tobacco, jolly sailor tobacco. Well, everybody needs a little head of that every once in a while. I know, right? She got some booze, she got some chewing tobacco, and it's just so unlike all of the stories that I read as a kid, that it just feeds my quirky, weird little soul to go back to this kind of a story again and again, and to see Tiffany be chosen, not only as the witch, but as the Kelda to the tribe of Feagles. She actually gets chosen... And, like, lifted up by 
these little people who just think she is the best. And when you understand when you're a kid of that age, especially a girl, to have that kind of thing happen to you just is such a, I don't know, I always wanted to feel special when I was that age, but I never really was. So maybe that's part of the reason that I attached to this story so much because I was such an awkward teenager, such mm. a horribly insecure and awkward teenager. And Tiffany is such a badass that you wanted to be like that her. I want to be like Tiffany. I want to be that badass witch as a 10 or 11 year old girl who could just go into fairyland and get her brother back, you know? So if I were to recommend a book to any young girl or any 57-year-old girl who <laughs> wants to feel like she's 11 or 12 again and to feel powerful, this would be a great book to do it because it just feels so empowering to see this young girl become the person that she eventually does. So once again, that is called The We Free Men, and it's the first Tiffany Aching novel as part of the Discworld universe, which as you have heard me talk about before, you do not have to read them all, and you certainly do not have to read them in order to really get the best out of the Discworld. And especially if you're a Harry Potter fan, or if your kids are Harry Potter fans, this is a great entry point for you. So it's very kid-friendly. Uh, yeah. Very, Not too young. Very but... British kid friendly because you know things are different there. They're they, yeah. They're a lot less concerned with things like religion and. It's not that they are... So maybe not the child of a conservative. <laughs> no, children of conservative do not need to consume this material because they will not understand that witches are not real. Um, it's just a story. But if you have a young girl and you let them read Harry Potter, you know, it's time to introduce them to the Discworld and let them read about Tiffany Aiken because she's a badass. And that's the we, we Free Men by Terry Pratchett. I feel like awesome. we need t-shirts that say, I want to be like Tiffany. I want to be like Tiffany. Tiffany's a fucking badass, man. <laughs> Love Tiffany aching. And see, it's funny that you kind of said something about it. it. sounds like a children's book because, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when I tried to read some Terry Pratchett books, because I have tried, I have tried to like Terry Pratchett because I know you love them <laughs> so much. They, they're very surface books. They're not too intense. No, they're they're very. It's it's about the humor, because he doesn't take himself too seriously. Right. They're very on. They're very on the on the sleeve. Yeah, off like, the cuff. Yeah, yeah. And I just I like my books to be the needy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, personally, I, I just Need really... Need some fat in there. Yeah. Need I, some love handles to grab onto. I really, really like... It's comforting to me to revisit the Discworld again and again because it's bizarre and there's lots of different types of characters. And his world is very welcoming to all races and all genders. You know, his, he's got dwarves, for example... They never discuss their gender. It's totally rude to assume there's anything but a male dwarf. 
You would mm-hmm. never reveal your gender. Well, that's also true on uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and they all have beards. Women, because even the, women the women and the men. And the men have beards. So you see, it's just, I don't know. I, I just love that world that he created. It just feels so fun. They all sing, dude looks like a lady, except lady looks like a man. Dude looks like a lady, lady looks like a dude. Yep. Can They're all Steven together. Tyler go ahead and make a song about dwarfs? That would be cool if he did. <laughs> uh, uh, dude looks like a lady. Uh, uh, <laughs> but so that's our comfort reads. The comfort of returning to a book that, that gives you permission to feel young at heart. It gives you permission to disappear into a familiar place. And just to go to your happy place. Yeah. Yes. I mean, mine happened to be filled with ghosts and bodocks. And mine happened to be filled with fairies. And dwarves. And feagles. I don't mine think are filled any, with mafia men and killers. I don't think there are any dwarves in this particular. Mine and yours could cross over. Because, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know. There, in some later Odd Thomas series books, there are some hitmen that come across his path. So, Dude, things would have been so much easier in my book if Thomas, if Odd Thomas would have come and been like, hey, um, I'll talk to the ghost for you and figure out this stuff because... I'll yeah. let you know. Let you know. Well, that's what Far happens, you, you know, when, know when you get older, you have to revisit the lovely things of your childhood. Because getting old is not for pussies. Mm-mm. No. Adulting is kind of sucks. Yeah. All the time. It sucks all the time. Except for the fact that you don't have to have your period anymore. Well, as soon as that stops, I'll let you know. Yeah, And right. then you'll get really, Damn. really, really bitchy and cross. But you go from taking care of your kids. Because it's to like PMS take- all the fucking time. And you're <clears throat> angry all the time. I told you I didn't want to talk about periods anymore. What the fuck? See? See, see, I'm not premenstrual. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say you go from having to cater to your children's every need to catering to your parents every need. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to drive me crazy. If you're fortunate enough to still have your parents. That's true. And I should appreciate my mom while she's still alive, even though she makes me want to gouge my eyes out with this marker. She, the shiv (laughs) idea becomes more and more predominant. Yes. As you, as you spend time. I'm looking for that secret trap door that's in my floor that I can oops mom careful oh no darn it oh are you okay (laughs) where'd the stairs go i don't think she has any stairs does she oh i'll just get some motor beads let's close this Uh, trap door again put the now we know the truth about why she was looking for those odor beads charcoal baby Haven't seen your mom around in a while, Vonnie. What's up with that? She's a bit of a recluse. She does have cats. Put her cats down there. Yeah, those cats will take care of that lickety split. That's disgusting. I don't know about lickety split. You need pigs for that. (laughs) Yeah, cats are pretty leisurely about their consumption. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing their shit at their own time. Yep. They're like, I just wasn't feeling it. Listen, I'm not in the mood for old lady right now. Do you got anything else? (laughs) 
besides that's half empty <laughs> i gotta have a full bowl <laughs> brother already ate all the good part yeah. just kidding i love my mother i just wish she wasn't <laughs> so needy it's hard when you have to try to you know like switch gears from being a child to being a parent again to your child to your parents all it makes me want to do is hope that i am never that kind of parent to my child i tell them all the time if i ever act like this just freaking hit me in the head with a frying pan we're back to the frying pan again that's because i I really want some eggs or something man i I am hungry too i can't lift a frying pan with one hand though i'm thinking i need some wrist workouts or something I was wondering, are these like, these must be like those cast iron things, huh? Yes, like, it has to be iron for it to work against the fairies. fairies. Those things are Oh yeah, it's true. None yeah. of that ceramic shit. No, it's got to be a real iron, cast iron frying pan. I'd hold it up and say, run really fast at this. Promise it won't hurt a bit. <laughs> I want to kill you, but I'm lazy. Could you run towards this and then fall into the trap door right there? We don't have those wrist muscles that guys do. <laughs> right. We wonder why they have really strong wrists and arms. I don't wonder. Especially I've got a, a 19 year old son. Especially <laughs> on one side. It's the, the dominant hand is always just the muscle on that side is always much better. All we get is tendonitis from holding the, I mean, <laughs> yeah, working on computers. <laughs> I don't think we're talking about that anymore, Bonnie. <laughs> I think Tracy's dog is about to take over again. Of course, Tracy's dog does it all. Tracy's dog has got it going People on. are going to be sitting at home thinking about some Tracy's dog. Tracy's dog. Got it going on. I know that sounds really disgusting. I think we're totally taking Tracy's dog out. No oh. animals were harmed in the production of this podcast. <laughs> and that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.